This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their compliance counsel, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Day 5 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, I want to take on the topics of training and communication. The communication of your anti-corruption compliance program is something that must be done on a regular basis to ensure its effectiveness. Company policies cannot work unless they are effectively communicated throughout an organization, and government regulators will evaluate whether a company has taken steps to ensure that relevant policies and procedures have been communicated throughout the organization, including both through periodic training and certification for everyone, once again, from the boardroom down to the shop floor. Conducting effective training programs is something that has been articulated by government regulators really for some time now. And as far back as the U.S. sentencing guidelines, uh, the government has specifically set out training as uh, an important part of any uh, compliance program, because obviously you need to be able to communicate to your employees the expectations of these. But the training component has really started to change in the uh, most recent years to becoming effective training. So how do you effectively train on uh, your compliance program? Well, let's start with the basics. The basics are you need to record who attends training, you need to uh, articulate the type of training they received. You need to uh, record that they have completed or registered fully having received all of the training and certify that they uh, recognize that the training is applicable and will move forward on an annual basis. And I, and I use the word annual because I think it's important that uh, this be done on an annual basis and that it all must be documented uh, around all of these steps. So what's the type of training you should put on? Well, this too, I think, has uh, morphed or changed uh, over the past uh, several years. Initially, computer-based training uh, of just um, uh, rote questions and answers was used. When you have high-risk employees or high-risk countries or you're trying to communicate specific information, uh, in-person training was often seen as a more appropriate or, or rather more effective type of training. Uh, 
you can utilize uh, video training, uh, Skype or other mechanisms to put on live videos. And you can even do a combination of both where you have a live trainer and you video link in a subject matter expert or perhaps the CEO or other senior executive to emphasize the importance of training. But whatever mechanism you use, you've got to record uh, all of those uh, who were in attendance and that needs uh, to be maintained. What about uh, some of the newer types of training which use virtual reality? Uh, this is really cutting edge in the uh, training market for compliance. And it's an important part of the evolution of compliance training, uh, simply because the gaming industry has become such a large industry in the United States. Uh, many people, uh, millennials uh, particularly, but also Gen Xers, grew up gaming, and this is a mechanism by which they have really come to uh, obtain and uh, uh, utilize uh, information going forward. So think about some of the virtual reality training modules that are out there. But uh, whatever you use, uh, you've got to demonstrate effectiveness. So how can you demonstrate effectiveness? And that really is kind of the catchstone that many organizations are struggling with. And however you decide to move this uh, or, or, or uh, obtain this effectiveness, whether it's a written examination, whether it's the results of your compliance program or some other, some other means, you need to have uh, documented that going forward. Now let me turn to ongoing communications, because in many ways this is, I think, one of the most underlooked mechanisms to help operationalize your compliance program. And that's a word that we started hearing from the Department of Justice from their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, that they want compliance operationalized within an organization. Another way to think of it is burning compliance into the very fabric and DNA of your company. But with ongoing communications, you really help not only set a tone and expectation, but you can communicate, I think, really valuable and important information to your employee base and protect the company as well. And clearly the gold standard of this is the Morgan Stanley Declination from 2012. In this declination, uh, one of the seven factors listed as to why Morgan Stanley received a declination was 35 compliance reminders were sent to an employee who violated the FCPA over a period of seven years. So that's five a year. And the reminders were simply emails. And, but this was a uh, accepted evidence by the Department of Justice of the effectiveness of the company's compliance program. And I can't really emphasize this enough. If you have something that is so straightforward, even mundane as an email from your compliance department that can have such a high impact on the regulator's view of whether or not your company had an effective compliance program at the time of the incident. So ongoing communications is, a, um, I think, an overlooked component of a best practices compliance program. But it's also uh, now a component where you can utilize a lot of new and innovative techniques. Uh, the best example I can point you to is the company Dun & Bradstreet, D&B, 
where they have a very active social media program around their compliance function. They have a uh, in-house Twitter account, which they uh, utilize both for inbound and outbound communications, meaning they use this uh, social media tool for communicating to the employees, but also having the employees communicate back uh, with them. Uh, It's uh, described as the virtual water cooler. And when employees get together to chat now, it may be through a chat mechanism, such as uh, Twitter or your in-house chat mechanism. But here you're limited by your imagination. If there are other tools that you have or you utilize uh, to communicate through compliance, or excuse me, through your organization, uh, compliance uh, can certainly avail itself of that. But now take it a step further, perhaps, and think about how you would use those communications in a more pointed manner. So if you have an employee who is going overseas, they receive a uh, three-minute virtual reality compliance reminder about your company's policies on facilitation payments. There's many ways you can use this, and so um, I would just uh, encourage you to to try to utilize as many innovative ways as you can because employees will certainly appreciate it. So what are the three key takeaways from day five? First of all, training. It is the quality of your training, but more importantly, and what you need to be able to show now is the effectiveness of your training. So you need to think about how the regulators are going to view the effectiveness of your training. Second, ongoing communications. A very underutilized mechanism of a best practices compliance program, and I hope you will consider uh, having more compliance communications to supplement the training. And finally, number three, social media. Social media is the virtual water cooler. And this is a, an area that you need to explore within, within your organization. Talk to your marketing department. Talk to your communication department. Talk to your IT department and find out what and how the compliance function can utilize social media within your organization. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day five of 30 days to a more effective compliance program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.